You know, if there's one magic name for real estate in, in this area, and arguably around the world, it's Crow. You know, Trammell Crow started it all. There was a time he'd drive in from the airport in California and see Trammell Crow properties, and you saw them all over here. And Crow Holdings is still very, very active with properties spread out all over the country. Michael Levy is the CEO of Crow, Crow Holdings and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. David, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So talk about the nature of Crow Holdings right now in in as you go into 2023, I mean, you're sure you're 800 properties so order magnitude. You know, we've uh, we've been around for 75 years and we've evolved a lot over that uh, over that time frame. Uh, and we've been in Dallas and headquartered the whole time. Yeah. Uh, today, our company is uh, set across the United States as one of the largest real estate developers. Um, we are developing apartment properties. We're developing in industrial properties. And in the great city of Dallas, we're developing modern Class A office buildings. And that's half of our real estate business. And we have about 20 offices. And the other half of our business is we have a real estate investment firm. We are also headquartered out of Dallas, but we're investing across the United States uh, in a broader range of uh, real estate properties. And so when you roll it all up, uh, it's it's seven, 800 properties in total. In How did you end up time. here? You've been, you've been here, what, five or six years? I've been here six years. And, and you came into this organization that, as you say, 75 years old and with some old family ties. How do you, how do you move into a company like Crow Holdings? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I'm a lifelong born, bred, schooled, worked New Yorker uh, who wound up in the real estate finance business. And in uh, 2014, I had the opportunity to meet Harlan Crow. And uh, uh, I came down to Dallas and spent some time. And uh, we talked off and on for about two years and developed a great understanding and great rapport. But during that period of time, it wasn't my head that called me to the opportunity. It was my heart. I I wanted to be part of this organization. You know, as you said, Trammell had built uh, one of the greatest real estate enterprises in the world. And the goodwill that emanated from the company and still emanates from the company was something that was incredibly attractive. And so I joined in 2016, and we've been running ever since. You're you're in a very cyclical industry, and, and some would suggest right now, it is in a, or headed, depends on who you talk to, but maybe headed toward a profound downward cycle. Well, look, there is no doubt uh, that the real estate business writ large is certainly having some challenges today, but I need to distinguish that because real estate is the intersection of the operating fundamentals of the real estate and the capital markets that it operates within. So 2021, 2022 was a difficult year, but it wasn't a difficult year for the real estate operating fundamentals. Other than perhaps single-family housing, apartment buildings, industrial buildings did fabulous in 2022 in terms of operating fundamentals. But the capital markets, whether it's interest rates or the availability of debt, that was challenged this past year. And so as we move forward, there's no doubt there's some changes. Office buildings coming out of COVID, the way we use office buildings is changing. In the dense urban environments with long commutes, it's difficult for people to go to work five days a week. But when it comes to industrial buildings, the secular trend of e-commerce and onshoring of manufacturing are very powerful forces. And so the point to take away from this, real estate is not a ubiquitous asset class. It matters what part of the country you're operating in, what submarkets you're operating in, and the property types that you're operating in. And it's a much more nuanced discussion. Can, can you repurpose you know, things like office buildings for, for uh, other things? Is that what you, go, you can go in and do? There's no doubt. Uh, in these dense urban environments where there's too much office space now and not enough housing, that over time, some of this will be repurposed from office buildings into apartments. But that will take time. 
and not every footprint of an office building works well for an apartment building. And you may not have the zoning. You do have cities like New York and Chicago and other urban cities right now talking about making changes in the zoning and the entitlement process to allow for more apartments. And this will happen. But in the scale of housing that we need in America, it's going to be a trickle as opposed to a torrent. Well, are, are you, do you operate in, in all parts of the country? Are there air areas in which you just will not operate? We are generally operating in and around the top 25 MSAs. Um, as a general rule, though, we're operating uh, where people are moving to, which is largely the southeast and the southwest. We do have significant investments and operations outside of Boston, for example. Uh, we're very active in the state of California. And there are certain markets that are driven by demand, such as Dallas, where people are moving here in droves. And there are certain markets, such as Southern California, where it's so supply constrained. Yeah. So there are demand and supply fundamentals we're paying attention to. But the simple fact is America is moving to the southeast and the southwest, and that's our neighborhood. Uh, so are there opportunities? I mean, there are going to be casualties along the way. I guess there already are. A lot of them we haven't heard of yet. Yeah. But I would, I would think that for somebody who's been doing this for a long time, so he's got Crow Holdings has deep pockets, there'd be opportunities. There's no doubt. There's always opportunities. Even within broader business cycles, there's opportunities. The opportunities I would highlight, one I already did, this e-commerce trend is unstoppable. You add to that onshoring of manufacturing, and we have unprecedented demand for industrial real estate in the top distribution markets in the country, and that will continue for years and years into the future. We have a housing crisis in America, particularly for working class Americans, and that housing crisis is not gonna get solved by single family homes. That housing crisis is gonna get solved by building apartments. We have a need for millions of additional units of apartments in the United States. As much as office in general is challenged in the current environment, we've decided as a society, as a corporate workforce, that we want innovative, collaborative, open, green office space for our professional workforce. And those buildings are less in supply and someone's gonna need to build those buildings, particularly in these growth markets like Dallas. And there are other areas of real estate that provide opportunities on today and will into the future. You know, this whole work, live, play environment, you know, was picking up steam, um, certainly prior to COVID, but COVID seemed to sort of escalate it. Yeah, there's, look, we love the live, work, play. There's no doubt that people like that environment and that, will, that trend will continue. What people don't like is an hour and a half long commute yeah. to get into the office building. And so if we can create these great urban or suburban urban environments that create these nodes where you can have housing and places to work and places to eat and entertainment, these areas are gonna to continue to grow across America. I think the one thing that COVID did said, I'm not gonna travel an hour and a half to get there, so I need to live there as well. And those changes are profound and will continue certainly for the rest of my lifetime. Yeah, I, I, it, it seems to go back and forth. We have so much development around here to the north and some of it, it, it looks like because people want space. I mean, they want a backyard, someplace where the kids can play. But but by the same token, this area, I think, has embraced condominium living like never before. I mean, I, we were littered with failed condominium projects 30 years ago around here. Well, 30 years ago is a long time, and <laughs> things have changed. Uh, Dallas and the DFW and the North Texas region is undoubtedly not only statistically the fastest-growing nominal population, but it's that for a lot of important reasons, and those reasons are going to continue. Yeah. And this marketplace is one of the greatest real estate investment marketplaces in the country today. 
and I think will be for years to come. It's a, a, a tough business, but a fun business and in good time for it, I would guess. Well, a competitive business, as it always is. But yeah. um, the simple rule is if you're investing and developing where people are moving to, uh, that's, a good sound, that's a good start. Uh, the, the one challenge we have in the state of Texas, we have a lot of land in every direction. And we've done a good job historically of oversupplying ourselves during market downturns. But the capital markets are more sophisticated than they used to be. And today you can look at the capital markets and they're restricting supply uh, in, in, in response to the business environment. And so I'm fairly bullish about this, uh, this marketplace over the coming it's years. It's good to hear and, and refreshing too. Michael Levy's the uh, CEO of Crow Holdings. Good to spend some time with you. Pleasure thanks, to be here, David. Thank thanks you. a lot. For more of a conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.